Welcome to Book Recos Between the Pages. I'm Jess. And I'm Lauren. And we're the powers behind Book Recos. This is the podcast where we chat all things books and just about everything in between. January was filled with so many brilliant author interviews on the pod that today's episode is wrapping up one of the other fabulous books that we read in Jan but didn't get to discuss. Yep, we'll be sharing three wonderful fiction records as well as the biography everyone is talking about. how was your January? My January was quite quiet. I think I did, you did Goblin Mode in December. I think I did it in January. Oh, I definitely carried that through. <laughs> it was a two-month thing. Yeah. Yeah. It might Maybe be three months. Thing. Maybe it's once a quarter. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Uh, did you do anything? Um, anything to report? I, what did you watch? I did dry January for about two and a half weeks that's good and then after that there was like one event a week that I allowed myself to have a drink for which I'm quite proud of myself for doing and I felt amazing I hate to say it but I did I felt great had lots of dinners um and also quit my job so there's that (laughs) it's been a big one I think it's absolutely fine to spend some time in goblin mode it's been a big month and I should say, by the time the this episode comes out, I'll have left for travelling for one month. Yeah, I was going to say this is like beyond the grave, but that's a bit morbid. I mean, like... I bloody hope it's not. <laughs> Do you know what? I probably shouldn't say this, but knowing that you're going to South America for a month, it just reminded me of... Uh, the thriller from Reese's book club wish you were here or you we Whether were never here or whatever it was someone <laughs> yeah I mean I'm not going with you so I'm hoping that that doesn't happen it'll be fine yeah I won't um, be there to kill anyone and make you bury the body it'll be fine <laughs> but who knows maybe I'll get a story out of it maybe I can maybe there's a book waiting to happen here <laughs> uh we should say that doesn't mean there's no podcast in Feb we've been busy doing mm. some prereqs so there will be podcast episodes. Yes, yeah. And there'll be one final one recorded at the very end of my trip. So that'll be interesting to see how that goes. Mm. We can look out anyway. for shady behaviour from you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jess, how was your January? My January, yeah, I spent a lot of it in goblin mode um, and loved that for me. Like I kept being like, I purposely haven't made any plans this weekend. Mm-hmm. And then I'd get to another weekend and be like, oh, I purposely haven't made any plans <laughs> this weekend. But I did get stuck in in the first weekend of January and did the Crystal Maze in London. Love. Which is quite expensive to do. Although in January it was like only £50 per person instead of the like 70 or £80 it can be. But it was very worth the money. Mm-hmm. It was very fun. So you have to do it as a group of eight, which we didn't realize. And we were a group of four. So we got put with another family of four to make up eight. And it's because you do 16 rooms. So everybody does two, basically. Um, I did win both both of my crystals. Well done. Proud of you. I did one physical challenge and it was definitely the hardest physical challenge. Uh, So I felt very proud about that. And then I also did a mental challenge. uh, And one I won't give it away in case someone does it. But one of my answers was a book. And I was like, I know this, I know this. And it was like a classic book as well. So I was absolutely buzzing. But yeah, the most fun thing about it is 
that they um you know on the show you like do an activity and then like you will run around loads of corridors going to the next yeah. one and play the crystal maze music they do that there oh, they make you I run from each one and they play the music oh what I should also share is that whilst I won my two crystals at the end where you have to catch all the gold in the big like fanny ball yeah um that's actually really hard and so I was sort of using parts of my body to catch all my gold did I put it into the basket no I did not so none of my gold got <laughs> I got a bit carried away with catching the gold <laughs> but not actually doing anything not with actually it. Doing it yeah, yeah. But that always looks is stressful well I thought that was going to be a piece of piss you just like hold your hands out but no. yeah no stress high stress yeah, yeah. But wow. it was a fun start to the year, a nice little come out of my mole hole, do that, get back in and Go become back a goblin in. again. Yeah, nice, 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 nice. Oh, so, right. how has reading gone for you in January? So I know how it's gone for me. It's been good for me. I've been in goblin mode. It's been great. Yeah. You're not giving off those vibes to me right now. Oh, great. <laughs> I've I've not read many books in January, which... I think because all of my spare time has been planning this trip mm. and running around trying to get shit for this trip, that reading has went a little bit to the wayside. But I've, I do have some books to chat about today. Great. Thanks. That's great news. Would you like me to kick off with, with I one would. of mine? Yeah, let's get, get us in the mood. Okay. Well, I'm going to talk about a dystopian. that has just come out in paperback this month that we were sent by penguin and um it's just got such a good premise um so i'll drop the synopsis for you uh it's called tell me an ending by joe harkin because i always do that i never tell you the title (laughs) the promise at nepenthe is simple they will erase the memories you cannot live with after the procedure, psychologist Noor will assess you for two things, your mental well-being and the successful erasure of the memory. But there is no assessment if you choose to delete the memory of the procedure itself. If you do that, you're on your own. And what if one day, out of the blue, your memory is offered back to you? Would you want to remember what you've chosen to forget? Oh, yeah. Just trying to think, would I want to do that? Do mm. I have any memories I want to forget? I guess if you've gone through a big trauma... Mm. it'd be quite helpful yeah. what kind of memories do the people in there right? yeah so some of them are big traumas in fact I'd say that they are all like big things that they want to forget it's no one being like oh it's so embarrassing when I actually when I accidentally said thanks love you at the end of the phone call to the stranger <laughs> we've all been there when I called my history teacher mum oh yeah delete <laughs> um but yeah I it's it's really a thought-provoking book. I spent a lot of yeah. time thinking about it. Um, and I've said on the podcast before, I'm assuming in our like feminist dystopian episode, I've wanged on about it then, um, that what I love most about dystopians is the premise, but then how they choose to tell the story in that made-up world that they've created because there must be so many options that they can do. Like I said about Vox. Yeah. Like, oh, they could have gone down so many different paths. And sometimes for me, they choose the wrong path. And I'm like, "Mm, interesting, but you could have done so much more with this. And so what's good about this book is that we follow, I think it's five characters, either four or five characters. So we actually get to see all the different paths. Very essential for me. Yeah. And what are they? 
So Noor works for the company that can block out memory. So we get to see it from her perspective. Ah, Then May had one of the overnight procedures, which means she doesn't know she had it. However, she's she knows that there's something missing because some memories will like trigger something. And she's like, what okay. is that? Have I had one of these things that I hear about? Like deja vu. Do you want yeah. to, maybe that's what happens when we get deja vu. We've yeah. all had these procedures. We've all had it. I get it quite intensely, quite a lot. So surprising. <laughs> um, then Oscar has loads of money in his bank account and he can't and there's people following him and he doesn't know why. So he's going to assume he's had a procedure. Um, Finn's wife has been told that she had the procedure and now she's thinking about getting it back whilst I can't remember his name I want to say Will but I might have made that up knows he had the procedure obviously doesn't know what it was because that's the point Mm -hmm. of it and um, now wants to remove the fact that he even knows he had the procedure so like you literally get to think Every- about. so just when you might be thinking oh yeah I definitely get rid of that memory maybe you'll jump into someone else's world and be like oh but getting rid of a memory can be really dangerous yeah yeah and like what else will you forget because you've forgotten that memory and like morally if you say we both committed a murder mm-hmm. and then we erase that memory you can't why but anything that's illegal because the person doing the procedure oh, gets knows- to see Get, knows what the memory is yeah so How you actually so memory. there are rules around it but then that also means oh maybe there's some back alley procedures happening oh. i see because i was going to say like if you if you don't remember you committed a crime can you still be exactly yeah and like policemen can't have anything erased that's like to do with work because that's mm-hmm. their job so like there's yeah, they have really the authors really thought about how this I would look. That there in was practice. there were there are laws here. I like yeah. that. Yeah, we need we need laws in a dystopia. Yeah, yeah. We need to know what's wrong is right. What, what is just, wrong? And otherwise, what's right. it just go havoc. It's a free for all. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's. It, I was a bit concerned about picking it up because it's five hundred pages, and I was like, oh, oh, wow. it sounds really intense. Like, oof. but my god, it was very readable. And like quite long chapters, all signs were pointing to not readable book, but it was. <laughs> <laughs> I really um, enjoyed it. So it's a record then? Oh, it's a record. Yeah, it's not for the faint hearted, but I, it's definitely a record. I just found it too interesting to not read. Mm. Love that. Okay, so I'm up next. Uh, a book I read in January was Fear and Lovely by Angela Apachana. And I'm going to drop this one not before going any further. So Malika is a painfully shy young woman growing up in the heart of a very close-knit, sometimes stifling New Delhi colony. Though she is surrounded by love, her life is complicated by secrets that she, her mother and her aunt work hard to keep. After suffering a trauma aged 19, Malika loses three days of her memory and slowly spirals into a deep depression. She must find out a way out of this abyss back to herself and those she cares about but she must also hide her mental illness from the community in a narrative that unfolds elliptically from the perspectives of Malika and the seven people closest to her the astonishing story of these characters lives emerge for Malika's family childhood friends and the two men she loves are also hiding truths as each gives voice to contending with their own struggles, secrets, and silences shatter. This is another chunky book. Chunk. 
key 500 pages mm, did it feel like 500 pages um do you know what it was quite a slow start however once I was in the rhythm I it it was really interesting like it it's a very character driven book nice. so the story n- not so not not hugely engaging um and there are parts that I at first I found quite annoying because they were not annoying but quite repetitive so for example something will happen there'll be part of the story when say Malika and um her friend go for an ice cream and the story is their chapters all told from Malika's perspective and whatever happens on that trip happens and then the next chapter might be from the friend who went for ice cream with her so you'll then hear that chapter again but told from the friend's perspective and at first I was like this is really annoying because Mm -hmm. I know what happens on this trip to get ice cream like let's just move it along but it's done for a very valid reason because you see a lot more about why that character was driven to say that thing or do that thing so um it was it was really interesting to be able to like see between the lines a little bit more because as it says in the blurb there are seven people that the each chapters are, are written from the perspectives of so it's very character driven and you get to really um like the like the characters and really root for them um and it's also set in new delhi uh, in the 70s and like mental illness is something that is like the most frowned upon thing so when malika loses her memory and she goes into depression her family actually tell the community that she has tb because that is more um it will be better received than telling people that she's got a mental health problem so hearing how that like affects the storyline of the book as well was also really just interesting and really sad to be honest um but it's a it's a strong reco like it's it's a great book and at the end you're really really rooting for the characters and it's a love story at the end of the day nice which I love yeah I'm glad I my who was it? I can't remember but someone recently was like oh I'm not really vibing with whatever book it was and I was like oh yeah it's character driven and like I should have remembered that she doesn't like she she needs plot right yeah, yeah. so if that is you then this book probably isn't for you because not a yeah. huge amount happens yeah I remember when we before book records like we were still reading all the time but I think we I think because we were reading so many thrillers we were very plot and then I remember yeah. reading I think it was when I read The Interesting by Meg Willett so I was like Lauren I read this really great book but wasn't really like a beginning middle and an end <laughs> yeah and that was how we used we started recoing because yeah we'd be like oh you have to read this thriller it's about this and then this happens and that is how we where we got our echoes from so yeah but then I was like okay yes. and then I was like all right little fires everywhere Ooh. true Man, there's so many characters and so much that goes on and then like it just sort of we yeah. we came into realizing that a book doesn't have to have a beginning middle and an end it can just be about someone's actually. life or a so point maybe, in their life 
Yeah. So maybe actually this book is for you if you're open to dabbling into books that are a bit more character driven, because I do think they are much richer. You 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 get much more from a character driven book. Yeah. Than... I think they stay with you more. They stay with you more. Exactly. Yeah. They get you to yeah. think a bit more. Um, and Malika is living in uh, India at a time where literally every woman's problems will be solved by getting married. So she's under so much pressure to just marry someone. Mm. Um, like there's a part where she even says, like, you have heavy periods, marriage will solve that. You have a broken leg, marriage will solve that. You don't have a job, marriage will solve that. Like that is like how her family and just their general community and culture treat marriage and she's somebody who doesn't necessarily want to get married. So it made me think a lot. Mm, love that. Okay, I'm very glad it was worth the read. For mm, the chunky definitely. size. Yeah. Okay. Are we ready for my next book? I'm so ready <laughs> the tea because this is a book that I tried asking you about when we met up last week and you were like no 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 no, saving it for the pod yeah everyone's been waiting to hear about this book and I'm and I'm making making you wait even longer um it is Spare by Prince Harry and it's a fucking everywhere yeah um it's very divisive like even people the concept of people reading the book is divisive mm-hmm. people are like I can't believe you're buying that I can't believe you're reading that like oh fuck off anyone can read whatever they want yeah it's over it right I'm obviously going to read this book and I actually listened to it in uh, on audible did you and it's read by Prince Harry um and people will know that because what's also been doing the rounds on social media is like clips from the audiobook and let me tell you how annoyed I've been getting this past month of people either sharing snippets from the book, like a picture of like a bit of a page or a bit of his audio. And they clearly have, and like people are getting so annoyed about right. the things that are being shared when they haven't even fucking read it. I'm like, sorry, read the shitting book before yeah. you decide to mock the bit about Elizabeth Arden or the bit about the Spice Girls. Like I think people thought that maybe he was like, quoting the Spice Girls so it says if you want to be my lover you've got to get with my friends I think people thought he was like quoting it as like a motto and a way of life because of the way it's been taken out and then plastered all over Mm. social media he was at a concert where the Spice Girls were singing like yeah he's he's not being like my mother was killed in a tunnel if you want to be my lover you've got to get with my friends you know like it wasn't like that Yeah. yeah um and same like people getting really annoyed about like so he gets frostbite at one point. You'll have all heard it. His todger, which is his dick, is, gets frostbite. And so he's recommended to put eight hour cream on it, which my fiance actually sent me a clip of it. And, uh, and I, he was like, is this in the book? And I was like, oh, my God, have you sent this to me because of Elizabeth Arden, eight hour cream? Because he fucking hates the smell. And it has, it has such a potent smell. But it's like just been one of those, like even this tube that I'm currently holding up to you is like 10 years old. Like it's just always been in my life, always used it. So I totally get that. Actually, the point, the reason he brings it up is because like he smells it and he's like, oh, my God, that's my mum. Like my mum always used to use this. And so like that's that's kind of the point. Like he I think he put in loads of these like lighthearted things about himself, like him shopping in TK Maxx, which has been pulled out of the book. 
getting frost spike on your penis like these little things he's pulled them out to be like yeah he's like look these are like little things that no one knows about me and I think he's just trying to be a bit more real obviously he can never be he's a prince right so this is never going to be a relatable book but if he can just pull out little things to just make it all a bit more light-hearted fine you do you like whatever it didn't make the book horrendous I thought it was actually all really well written obviously he might have had someone help him I don't know um and yeah like what mostly comes to is how pretty much everything comes back to his mum like the eight hour cream uh what's really sad is that at the beginning like when his mum dies he then like his you know that conspiracy theory about how Diana's not actually dead she just escaped for like at least four years that's what Harry believed when he heard that conspiracy theory he was like oh my god of course yeah mom just, mom's gonna come back for me like she just wanted to get out and like he used to dream about the day when his mum would like come and take him and Will or who he calls Willie away and I was like god that's fucking devastating that just gave me chills that's so sad it's so sad and yeah so much of it comes back to the press and his mum which maybe if he hadn't I mean, I'm sure if he met Megan, he probably would have been reading this book. But I think, like, just how badly they, that he was then... I mean, it, in between, he was treated badly because he was always portrayed as the, like, bad boy, the cheeky boy, yeah. this and that, or whatever. Um, so I just... Yeah, it's... A lot of people are like, oh, God, he's really not over his mother's death, is he? Oh, God, he really hates the press. Would obviously, you be? Obviously. If your mother died in that capacity... In that way, yeah. And it became a media sensation and your whole life became you know just like fodder for a spectacle yeah yeah like of course his whole life is about his mum yeah um and yeah he just there's also a lot of war is there? and we know that we don't read historical fiction because we're not into war we like peace and love and yeah he talks a lot about his time in war and like learning to drive helicopters or like being out in Afghanistan or whatever which kind of makes it sadder that like he was then, you know, stripped of his titles when he stepped down from being a royal. Like he actually, he, and quite astonishing that like he basically went to war and enjoyed being at war to escape normal life. Yeah. <laughs> like that then became normal for him in the middle of like a battle zone. Yeah. Um, I, do you know what book I'd love? A psychologist's take on his book and... His well, they even, he even talks about that at one point that, you know, when Megan's letter to her dad got like leaked yeah. to the press, they were like people analysing Megan's handwriting and how an upstroke meant this and then a slightly slanted letter like this meant it wasn't sincere and blah, blah. So I actually think if there was a psychologist analysing Harry's book, yeah, right. it would fuck him off. Yeah. yeah. Um, As it would for anyone. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't know me. Um, I was concerned that reading this, it was just going to be like, I just watched all of this on the Netflix documentary, but actually yeah. like, it really is. It's about his upbringing, his relationship to different members of his family, um, a lot of war. It was actually funny. I was listening to it like whilst driving and I just, after five minutes in a war chapter, I'd be like, oh, wow, I didn't listen to any of that. Like, I'm really not interested in war. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas when he's talking about how, will beat him up i'm like so there for that so yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i just think drama. people need to stop taking it so seriously if you're interested to read it then read it you don't have to if you haven't read it don't make opinions about it just because you saw one thing on social media it's like when grace beverly's working hard hardly working book came out 
and someone actually took a picture of it but changed what was written to make her look bad like you don't know if what you're seeing about Prince Harry's book has been altered and I don't know if it has but just basically yeah. don't you can judge a book by its cover by all means we all do but don't judge a book that you haven't read <laughs> I think yeah. that should be fair to say don't share an opinion on a book that you haven't read because you don't have an opinion yeah it's just so weird yeah um but yeah I enjoyed my time with Harry good I'm glad yeah yeah it was good it was everything I kind of expected it to be yeah um all right Lauren you got one more book for us what you got I do my final reco is someone else's shoes by Jojo Moyes so I read this one because I was in a bit of a slump as I said and I just needed a real light-hearted read to move to get me out so I'm getting ahead of myself here's the snob Nisha Cantor lives the globe-trotting life of the seriously wealthy until her husband announces a divorce and cuts her off Nisha is determined to hang out hang on to her glamorous life but in the meantime she must scramble to cope she doesn't even have the shoes she was wearing until a moment ago standing in that's because sam kemp in the bleakest point of her life has accidentally taken nisha's gym bag but sam hardly has time to worry about a lost gym bag she's struggling to keep herself and her family afloat when she tries on nisha's six inch high louis bouton red crocodile shoes the resulting jolt of confidence makes her realize something must change and that thing is herself fun yeah so again I would say this is more of a character-driven novel <laughs> because the storyline is just that. It, it is exactly as it says on the tin, no more, no less. Um, Nisha and Sam don't know each other. They're both at the gym one day. They both accidentally take each other's gym bags home and Nisha loses this pair of shoes. And her husband, who announces a divorce from her, will only says he will only give her the divorce and a settlement if she returns those shoes to him. And she doesn't know why he's so obsessed with these shoes. But he's cut her off from everything, cut her off from using her bank cards, um, from, from getting into their homes, has her passport, has absolutely everything. So she's lost everything. She ends up having to work in the hotel that she used to live in as a maid and she's like trying to do it under the radar so that her husband and her husband's security team never find her never see her working there because she's just trying to hatch a plan of like how to get all her shit back and you know to 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 divorce him and Sam the other character is the person who took the shoes home and she's going through a bit of a midlife crisis where's the shoes and things start working out really well for her so the book is about each told like chapter told from sam and nisha's perspectives and then eventually there is you know they do join and um meet each other and it's about what happens when they meet each other so really fluffy plot mm, was it easy to read very very nice. easy to re- read I mean, the plot itself isn't very engaging or believable, but it was the characters that you just like in Fear and Lovely, you end up rooting for them and you want them to do well and you want their lives to get better. And 
so you so you root for them throughout the whole book and yeah it's just like nice conversations nice dialogue nice like some parts of it are really funny and if you're looking for a light-hearted read then I would recommend this because and you like sort of Jojo you know you like Jojo Moyes <laughs> books you know you're either a fan or you're not I haven't so. read any of her books oh okay yeah is she is it me before you is that what it's called yeah yeah I've read that one and you read the one with all the books Giver the of Stars, Giver of Stars. Yeah. yeah um the Giver of Stars I would say isn't fluffy I fucking no. love that book brilliant <laughs> um uh, me before you very you know just a love story very mm. simple um but yeah like these books aren't going to challenge you good gonna, yeah, yeah exactly that's and that's why I picked it up because I just thought I can't read anything heavy right now I just need something really like numbing to read mm. you know and we've all been there and for me, that I know when I'm in a reading slump, it's probably because I've read a lot of heavy books for a while. And actually, I just need something that I'm just going to enjoy reading and not have to think about too much. Yeah. Like watching that's Love Island. Yeah, that's good, like forward planning. There's nothing worse than when you've finished a heavy book and you're just sort of like walking aim- aimlessly around your yeah. house, like looking at your shelves like, oh, gosh. Like you should almost be like, I'm going to read this followed by Ginger Boys. Or, you know, yeah. something be like, I know what's in my next step. Mm-hmm. forward platter in me exactly exactly and it do, it did exactly what it did on the tin it's quite a long book as well actually maybe that's why I didn't read a huge amount of books in January because they were both like big pages yeah yeah that's fair enough mm-hmm. and you'll well I don't know I was gonna say and you'll get loads of reading done next month when you're on beaches but you might actually be doing loads of activities so you might not we yeah might have I'm gonna be in the jungle discussion. for a lot of it so yeah. I think I don't know, <laughs> but I've got a lot of audiobooks, um, so I'll be doing a lot of like long train journeys. I think so, audiobooks all the way. Nice. My... Yeah, that'll be amazing. Okay, well, there as we said, there are more episodes in February. So yeah, never fear. We are going to take a February half term at the end of February, though, just like the schools. Because everyone else gets one. <laughs> But then we'll be back again, so don't worry. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, then like, subscribe, leave a rating and review. It costs you nothing, but it genuinely means the world to us. And you could always share our podcast with your reading buddy too, because they might like it. If you don't already, then subscribe to our monthly newsletter at www.bookrecos.com for a roundup of recos that you might have missed otherwise. See you next week. We'll be here.